What's up and welcome to another MoGraph MoCast. I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. And joining us today is our good friend, the super talented, the unreal master himself, Mr. John Jagsney. Eat your protein. Hi. <laughs> and MoGraph is a supplement to our site, MoGraph.com, which is a motion graphics tutorial site with tutorials, plugins, podcasts, and other MoGraph stuff. And on the show, we talk about everything ranging from motion graphics to Cinema 4D, After Effects, plugins, render engines, doing business, doing taxes, being a contractor... Or working for the man. You can email us info at MoGraph.com. Let us know what you think about the show. Questions, comments, concerns, queries, grievances, artist suggestions, show topic ideas. We are on MoGraph.com. MoGraph.com slash live. MoGraph.com slash TV. If you want to check out MoGraph TV and such. MoGraph.com slash classes. Hey, our website is in a freeze at the moment. We're working on yes. some upgrades this week. So you'll be able to see it. But there might not mm -hmm. be all the updates that are usually there. Uh, so stand by in that. That's a whole nother thing. That we're working on. And in the meantime, <sighs> let's show you yes. all the other things we're working on. Number one, first of all, Jags is here. We're talking about Unreal today. Mm -hmm. Before we do that, though, we got to go over a lot of things. Yes. Number one. Camp it's going to be a busy year. It's going to be a very busy year. Very Camp MoGraph is first, and we showed a video before we went live. We're going to play it again at the end. So mm -hmm. if you're an audio listener, you can hear it and such, and uh, that kind of gives a quick lowdown on camp. It's just kind of a... It's, it's a, for those it's a, who haven't been to camp right. before to kind of give them the lay of the land of what it what a typical camp MoGraph event is like. Right. And it's not That's like... straight from my script. It's yeah, not, I was about to say. <laughs> I've heard that way too many times. <laughs> it's, not, it's not weird or crazy or anything like the other videos that we're starting to put out. Uh, mm -hmm. which we're going to show as well. We have launched the website. Mark did yes. a really great job yeah, putting did. that website together. It's great. You can go on there. You can see who we have so far on the lineup. We have not finished our complete lineup. so We have not yet. We, we wanted to get at least the people that we knew that were uh, for sure uh, involved uh, mm -hmm. up there. Um, we're still working, I believe, on one to two more workshops and I know for sure one more um, fireside chat, mm -hmm. which we are talking to someone tomorrow, which yes. will be exciting. Yes. Yes. So the website's up. So check it out. You can get the info uh, at least on some of the stuff. And we also mm -hmm. have a video. I don't know how really to describe this video, but we'll play it <laughs> and you'll see what I mean. Here we go. Hey there, future space cadets! Are you ready to blast off into a universe of fun and learning at Camp MoGraph? This year's theme is space, and we have an out-of-this-world lineup for you. Our new site is live and has information on all our training commanders, mission specialists, and away missions. Buckle up and prepare to launch, because tickets go on sale 420. Just go to CampMoGraph.com for all the details. Hey, what was that? Yeah, interesting. That was kind of weird. Hmm. Flicker at the end yeah. was weird. Hmm. I know. There so, was a lot of, a lot of weirdness. Weird weirdness there. Huh. Secrets and stuff. Yeah, I know, right? Oh. Huh. I need to rewatch so, it a couple times. Yeah, you should, you should go watch that. So, you know what? You know what the hardest thing about putting a QR code on like an actual video is? I don't know what you're talking you about. You need another phone in order to. <laughs> I was gonna say that, but I didn't want to kill the <laughs> kill the. No, vibe. you don't. Yeah, you do. No, you don't. You don't? No. How do you not? You screenshot a QR code, you can click and hold on it. Really? Yeah, or take a photo, you can click and hold on it, and I it will come up. That. Yeah. 
So that was just a side note that had nothing to do. That had with nothing that to do with the video at all. Yeah. No, not at all. Um, so that was a fun video because AI very much drove that video. The backgrounds yeah. are all AI. The script was written by AI with some help from myself with some guidance. Right. The voice was actually me with mm -hmm. AI. And uh, so with we're, an AI we're, filter on it, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're having fun with that. I've been uh, looking at learning how to train voice filters as well. So mm. that's pretty fun. So camp-wise, the website is up. Mm. Um, I, I mm -hmm. think maybe it's time we start doing the old thanking the sponsors thing now. Hey, this is Dave. I just wanted to stop for a moment and thank our sponsor, Otoy, the creators of Render Network and, of course, Octane. But I don't have to tell you that. You know who they are. You see the results of their render engine all over the interwebs. And we're very grateful that they're supporting what we're doing at MoGraph.com from this podcast to MoGraph TV to events like local meetups and Camp MoGraph and all our community building efforts. We can't wait to show you what's in store. All thanks to their support. Go check them out at Otoy.com. Now back to the madness. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Saying? So um, we're super excited. Otoy is back again as our global sponsor for camp. So uh, Otoy is again uh, the the global sponsor. So Camp MoGraph 2023 presented by Otoy. Uh, super excited to have them on board. We love Otoy. Yeah. Uh, Jules and company. Um, and then uh, our two village sponsors right now, we've got Maxon. Uh, so you're going to stay in either the Maxon village or the Spilt village. Super excited to have Spilt on board this year um, as a village sponsor. So make sure and check them out. And we've got our good friends over at Grayscale Gorilla. Uh, they, I believe, will be sponsoring the shuttle this year. Which mm. is uh, uh, a, a, another thing with the uh, with the shuttle. The shuttle. We're actually doing things differently this year. You mean the shuttle um, craft? Yeah, the shuttle. The, the spaceship that will take you to camp. To camp, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Um, uh, the thing with the shuttle for those who are listening to the show and who are planning on getting tickets and stuff like that, um, uh, uh, the the shuttle will be actually only picking up at three specific times mm -hmm. because we have a shuttle service uh uh helping us out this year um we can't just be running shuttles all day but we did get a big enough bus to where it's going to be able to handle i think 50 or 60 people all yeah, at once it's a lot which should be good so it's going to be a um, lot more if organized you end up getting a ticket if you end up getting a ticket we'll probably do the um uh, the camper portal again. Just make mm -hmm. sure and sign up for your your times and stuff like that. So yeah. I think it's going to be right now tentatively it's eleven, two and five. Mm -hmm. So if you're booking your flights for camp, remember those specific times. So try and get in a little bit earlier than those times. I think but it's going to work a lot better. I really I think, think so it too. Is. I'm you know you and know. we're not we're now one thing to keep in mind also we're not uh, doing shuttles out on Sunday. So if you're wanting to leave on oh, Sunday, early, you'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you're wanting to leave on Sunday instead of sticking around until Monday, you'll need to, you know, uh, figure that out. Also, I think our shuttle service on Sunday or on Monday is going to be like six, nine, and twelve. Mm -hmm. So, 
uh, yeah, but that you can worry about that closer, you know, to camp time and stuff. Um, but that's one thing, one big thing about the shuttles. Um, uh, as far as tickets go, um, this year's we've got two separate options for tickets. Um, we've got your general community cabin ticket, like we've always had, and then we're bringing back the private cabins again this mm-hmm. year. Um, not with a the lot private of cabins. What? There's not a lot of them. There is not a lot of them. But yeah. There wasn't a lot of them last year either. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, so and and there's two different types of cabins, uh, private cabins this year. There's the bungalows and then there's the cottages. So um, the thing is, what we're doing is we're just lumping both the the bungalows and the cottages into one thing. And if you have a preference when you're checking out, make sure you select your preference. It's going to be first come, first serve. So if you're if you're able to get a private uh, 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 cabin, then you'll get either one or the other. You know, but we can't guarantee you're going to get one or the other. We just figured right. this was the easiest way to do it. And there's ups and downs to both. There are. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They all like, have the, the private cabins. They have their own bathrooms and their own showers and stuff like that. You know, uh, uh, yeah. And so it's it's going to be great. It's going to be great. The yeah. reason we did it that way is so that um, so that people would be able people would, wouldn't be jumping around it's like oh no i didn't get a private or i didn't get a cottage i want to get a bungalow or a, a vice versa you know there's just one you state which one you want and then we'll mm-hmm. just go in order from whatever you know you would like and if you don't specifically ask then we'll just place you in one and it doesn't yeah so yeah uh super excited about camp check it out uh www.campmograph.com yeah and uh click on the logo you didn't hear that click on the logo yeah click click on the logo oh (laughs) you don't have to do that i didn't know about this uh well that's enough about dat yeah so let's talk about dat so now let's talk about dat we need to talk about dat because uh especially (laughs) if you're in dallas you need to know this information yes we are a little bit behind on uh on things but uh this is happening uh yeah what is april 28th it's a friday after nab uh next month yeah it's a month away is the very first uh stop on the design and animation tour uh brought to you by maxon and mograph.com that's right that's right and um we've also uh got our sponsors i guess we can talk about our sponsors on that as well um we will have a lot more information on this tour this week so um, right now, we'll just give you the details that we have. Uh, it is sponsored mm-hmm. by Dell and mm-hmm. by Render. Yes. So we'd like to thank them for that. We will be uh, putting some more information together, including the site where you can get the tickets later yes. this week if you want to get your tickets for Dallas. Um, the other ones are a little bit later. We just we need yes. to get Dallas out there this week so we can make sure we know how many people are coming. I know it's mm-hmm. right after NAB. Um, if if that you want to come hang out with UT us in Dallas. Dallas, though, yeah, UTD, it's going to be the 28th. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have uh, three parts mm-hmm. to the tour. The first part is the create section yes. where you're going to be learning from EJ and uh, and from Chris Schmidt. And I don't know if Winbush is at every I don't know event if or not yet, yeah. um, but that's going to be kind of the first part of the day it starts mm-hmm. later in the day so it's not too long you know it's it's right. it's not too bad 
Uh, you'll do that part. Then we get to the connect portion of the tour, and mm-hmm. that's when we're going to do what is considered like our podcast for the week. We're going to yeah. have a panel of local artists in each city. We're doing 17 cities, by the way, uh, including yeah. uh, Canada, Europe. And Europe. Yeah. So um, we will do our thing on stage. We may have somebody do a quick keynote before we get to the panel. Um, mm-hmm. And then after that is the celebrate portion of the event where we hang out. We have drinks and things. Now, in some cities, it might be different. We might do it as a separate event that night. Um, right. Some of the some of the cities we might do like some drinks and stuff there at the location that we're doing the show, mm-hmm. and then at uh, and, and then we might just you know hit up a brewery or just something unofficial after and just right. hang out with people, you know. Right. Um, we will uh, the the one in Dallas will be all at UTD. We'll be doing all three yes. sections at UTD, mm-hmm. which will be good. Yeah. And then uh, hopefully we can yes. tease some things that we've got and maybe show some people some stuff that we've got coming. Yeah. And we've got uh, three, four weeks until that, three weeks until NAB. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's a lot going on. Um, if once we it's have not three weeks for us, it's what? I know, well, it's two? three weeks until we leave, or something like that. It's two, and a two half. weeks until we leave. Don't tell me that. Just sorry. Don't tell me, don't tell me that. Um, <laughs> it's three weeks until we're halfway done. Stop with it. NAB. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Sorry, no dude. No need to panic. No need to panic. So let me know if you guys need help. <laughs> yeah, I got to get the gear together and send right? that out. So, what was I going to say about the tour? Oh, yes. If you want to check out tickets for that, uh, mm-hmm. once we do have the tickets up, we're using a different ticketing system for this particular event through Maxon. Um, that'll be up this week, at least for Dallas, and we're going to make it easy for you to find the information you need. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, uh, go to the website, go to dat.com, mm-hmm. you'll be able to get to that website, which it will be up later in the week. So go to dat.com. You can get your tickets. Right now it's just a, oh, it's just, a, I'm just waiting for it to be live and I'll forward right, it. Right, 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 right. So, um, besides that, we need to talk about NAB a little bit. Don't forget yes. that the MoGraph meetup. Mm-hmm. Uh, that School of Motion is doing, sponsored by many, many, many people, including ourselves. Uh, yes. You can go to MoGraphMeetup.com to make sure you secure your ticket for that. We will probably be putting some of that on social as well this week, so you can click the link. It's a free and get ticket. There. And it's a free it's ticket. Every, everyone's there. Everyone, yes. everyone who's anybody is going to be there. Everybody's so. doing it. And uh, also, we will have the, <laughs> the again sometime this week the uh, tickets for the karaoke event. We will yes. be doing tickets uh, just to make sure that we have an accurate headcount. It's like not- we have already now uh, with that space will be limited. Right. You know, we have already booked the karaoke place. Uh, Julie has booked it for us. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Julie. And um, uh, so we have it. The whole place. Sh- the, the whole, whole place, place. Yeah. From nine to twelve. Um, from nine to twelve. From nine right. to twelve. And if yep. I understand correctly, I think there is also a bar there. Oh I'm yeah, there's food. There's all the things. Yeah. Right. So um, we're not doing we limos doing this it, year. Sorry. We will be doing it on Monday night this year uh-huh. instead of Tuesday after the pinball party. So that's very important to know. It, um, it was a lot. It was a. It was a lot. And you lot. know. That was, it was really hard because, you know, 
we'd go out Saturday night and, you know, that would be all all the people from Maxon and everyone who's getting in. We all go have a good time. And then Sunday's the first day of NAB. And by Tuesday, we're <laughs> so exhausted. I know. And then we're staying out till 3 a.m. It's like, no. And, you know, Monday was always the... Um, uh, the Media Motion Ball, this is the last mm-hmm. year they're doing it, for the way, from what I understand. And mm-hmm. so we figured, no one's going, we're not going to the Media Motion Ball. Let's yeah. let's let's do it on Monday. Yeah, so that go. way, we can all go to bed at a decent hour, right. you know? Right. And I'm not dying the next day. Two parties know? in one night like that was a lot. It's a lot, know? yeah. And and so. the limo stuff was a lot. And the, the kind of not great thing about the limo thing, first of all, it's short. And it's a lot of work yeah. for a short trip. But it we is. can't get as many people in the limos that we can get in the karaoke place. Right, so, right, right. <laughs> if we just say, hey, meet us at the karaoke place at this yeah. time, it'll be a lot a lot better. So there then, will be tickets for that. Um, right. I... I how are we going to do that, Dave? Are we going to have a sign-up, or are we going to say be an contact Eventbrite. us? That'll be an okay. Eventbrite that we'll get out this week. We just got to set it up. And then we're going to do, basically, uh, we're, we're going to... Oh. <laughs> what? Jags's internet went out, and I didn't realize it. I thought he was oh, just did. being really still. He texted me. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. That's funny. Jags, I'll I thought just you say, were just very bored with I this. know. <laughs> I wonder at what point that happened. That's really funny. All right. Well, we'll just keep going. I'm sure we can get him back on the line here. Yeah. <clears throat> he can always call on in his phone if it's, you know. Right. It's a short show today. Yeah. I've got a uh, I, uh, the personal note. My dad is in the hospital. He had open heart surgery. He had mm-hmm. um, a quadruple bypass, and it's it, he was not waking up after the surgery um, because they couldn't take him out of sedation. So... Um, he has just woken up in the last day or so, and I am heading out there in a couple hours, in a couple, again, an hour. Mm -hmm. So it will be a short show today. Um, but we wanted to talk about unreal stuff. Uh, what was the last thing I was going to say? Talking karaoke. Karaoke. Uh, yes. Oh, oh, they weren't necessarily going to be, there's not necessarily going to be a price on the karaoke tickets. Yeah. It's just that we need to get an accurate head count because there is a limit at the venue of at how many venue. people we can have. Yeah. And it doesn't mean people can, will come and go and like you, you know, we just want to do the tickets. If you don't get a ticket, it doesn't mean you can't come. Yeah. It'll probably be fine. But just like if you're going to grab a ticket, make sure you're actually coming. Yeah. You know, don't just grab a bunch of tickets like, oh, I might do this. Like, that's I mean, why I we're making it free. I think we should charge a dollar for it, Dave. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, we could, but... I think we should charge a dollar because then people will be more inclined to, you know... That way you won't have a bunch of people just getting six tickets or whatever. Right, you know? right, yeah. So, so, tickets to karaoke cost one dollar. Yeah, something like that. I don't <laughs> something know. Like Maybe. That. Maybe. How do you feel about that, Jags? Oh, yeah, I know. I feel the same way. <laughs> If that's cool with you, please say nothing. Yeah. He's cool. <laughs> yeah. So we... we ah, oh, there, there he is. is. Oh. <laughs> that was that's so hilarious. Funny. So, like, your video stayed up the whole time. And we oh, it was just, know. like, one of you being, like... like <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see that later. We were asking <laughs> questions to Silent Jags. Silent Ooh. J. Any, anything... <laughs> 
I can answer now that I'm no. no longer silent? Okay. No. No. Nothing yet. Yeah. We're just talking yet. about the karaoke party. Yeah. We're just about okay. to get to the good, the good and good, yep. the unreal stuff. Um, but all that to say, we have all been really slammed, and we're, we're, we have a long so, year yeah. ahead. We're desperately trying <laughs> to get ahead of it a little bit, so just bear with us. We'll have all of this information soon. But Dallas, yeah. for sure, like, everybody who... Uh, wants to come to dallas please do if you're just thinking about it talk to me i'll convince you to come yeah rev's coming rev is coming rev's yeah, coming that's right even though it's the week after nab yeah yeah that's right Jags, you want to come to dallas debating we'll debating. see oh that's right you're trying to watch your travel aren't you yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 so i can get my my secret project done your secret project secrets <laughs> secrets um, a couple links for you real quick before we get to the Unreal stuff. I just wanted to talk about Bard, which is a terrible Bard. name. It's like Barl. Barl. Bard. Yeah, but like Barl is an excellent name. Well, Bard is the name of Google's ChatGPT equivalent. Mm -hmm. And I just got to say, it's not great. I've been using <laughs> ChatGPT4 because I'm a paying subscriber and I'm on the beta. And it is freaking fantastic. Even compared, yeah. especially when it comes to stuff like code, the code that it does is way better. I've been having it program some things for me, and it's super great. So I got the trial for Bard, and I got on, and the first thing it said was, what's special about me is I can access the internet to get stuff. <laughs> oh, and, and it says, from the real world. I'm like, you're not in the real world? And it's like, well, what I meant by that was, mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, but you are in the real world. You're just talking about accessing the internet. And it's like, what's so great is I can search Google for things. I'm like, okay. Well, tell me what you know about MoGraph.com. I'm sorry. I don't have enough information to process that request. Oh, but I thought you had information and like links to the internet. You could just search for it, right? I have a capability of searching the internet for things. Okay. Can you tell me about <laughs> MoGraph.com and search for it? I don't have that information. Okay. It's I like... This it's like the equivalent of asking Google something and being like, "Here's something I found on the internet." Or Siri, Siri, yeah, right. yeah. Right. Here's something I found on the internet for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then it's on your watch, and it links to like a five-page right. article, and you're like, "I can't do anything with this." <laughs> so there's that. So if you're interested in Bard, it's a flop for me anyway. <laughs> Uh, Bard, but what I had a oh, I had a great line for it yesterday. Bard is a bust. There you go. Bard's a bust. What a great line, Dave. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Everything's got to be a line, a right? Bard's a bust. No, oh, it's funny. Yeah. <clears throat> I I have a great a great phrase for when we're on the tour. Oh yeah. Yeah. What is if it? you would have used render, you'd be done by now. Ah, uh, that's good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I'm like gonna that. get that going. <clears throat> Um, uh, Melomograph said I broke of, Bard. I think I did. I think I all broke of this uh, Chat GPT stuff, man. It's coming so fast, and especially with Midjourney Five that just came out. It's like ridiculous. I, I saw someone on um, LinkedIn who would post like the succession of Midjourney version one all the way to Midjourney version five on the same like prompt or same picture or whatever. It's insane how just like accurate it has gotten and. I, I I don't for the first time I don't know where this is going you know yeah. I don't know what the future holds because 
there are so many possibilities, you know? And it's mm-hmm. like, like I can one, I 100% see this as like, this needs to be the new search, you know, Google, yeah. Google and like Bing and stuff like that have had their time. Right. As far as like giving you search results, but for mm-hmm. specific results, like this is, this is it. And that's you why know? Microsoft invested in them. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty incredible, the stuff that they can do. And I am, mm-hmm. I, for one, welcome our AI overlords. Overlords, yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, Firefly Beta, if you yes. are wanting to uh, try that out, you need to apply for it. <laughs> it's Adobe's AI uh, then, But generator. not Adobe Illustrator. Not Adobe it AI. Adobe AI. It's yeah, not Adobe AI. It's Adobe's AI. Maybe they need to change their extension to like ILL or something. I feel like that's going to be a problem moving forward. Mm -hmm. But Firefly looks cool. I mean, I I haven't been able to play with it yet. I'm not on the the thing yet. I did try to join the beta. Um, So did I. Yeah, I think uh, Winbush is on it, I believe. And I think he actually posted something. So interesting thing. um, I'm not sure if any of y'all use Canva or not. Um, Amy, my wife, is a big... (laughs) is a big supporter of canva because she's a teacher she gets like an educational license for free which is awesome but canva just came out with some very similar tools just like um photoshop stuff uh they showed off uh, a thing where they had like a bald individual a person with you know that was bald and you mask over the baldness and say give them white hair and then you know the ai builds it and stuff like that. that in real life yeah, right. <laughs> they put that. I mean, it really doesn't matter. Pretty soon, we'll all be avatars looking at each other right? through AI glasses, anyways. I don't AR think so. Glasses. I, I honestly think the world is going to destroy itself before we can get to that point. That's pretty soon, though. That is pretty soon. Oh, yeah, man. dude. I, have Better you seen the rumblings about uh, 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 Apple's VR goggles and stuff like that? What about like it? Uh, just that like. You're gonna have to have an external battery hooked up to it, and oh yeah, it's um, gonna go down your yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's not gonna launch with any games or anything like that, and it like I don't know really? I've I've heard I've it seemed I, I've like it just, would use all the games from your from what you already have your Oculus Rift no but it's not your built a, on your AR games that they've been developing. I don't I don't know. Oh. I I think it's and uh, supposedly the price point on it is three thousand dollars. Hmm. I'll probably mm. still buy it. Why would you do that? <laughs> it's the Apple one, man. It's the Apple no. one. We'll see. We'll I, see. I, I, I'll, I I'll have to see to what be it is. Blown away by it. Blown yeah. away in order to spend three thousand dollars on a VR headset. Could be like good. I would. Could I would good. have to put it on and be like. I am going to live in this thing. <laughs> right. You know? has to be comfortable to do that. Yeah. Anyway, let's get to the unreal stuff. How, how about we do that? Jags, thanks for coming yeah. on the show today to yeah, talk about this. Of yes, welcome to the show 30 minutes in. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Unreal. It's all right. He Wait. took a quick break. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it worked for the better anyway, right? Right. We just had AI Jags on at the beginning. And, yeah, um, that was MetaHuman Uncanny Jags. I upgraded yeah. my scan and brought right. it into Mesh to MetaHuman. So good. So, so this yeah. this video, this was GTC that this 
GDC. G- I mean, GDC. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, mm. And it was a state of Unreal event, mm-hmm. I guess, and they showed mm-hmm. off all of this stuff, and I mean, wow. they also had a few panels and stuff like that. Like, they had um, Jules and uh, mm-hmm. Panos uh, on uh, talking about how where they see the future of everything going and stuff like that. You know? Mm-hmm. Which is cool. Let's just go in order of, Jags, what you were most impressed by. We'll start there. Mm-hmm. Like, what is the number one thing that you saw? That you That's liked? a good that's a good question because like the biggest thing that everyone is hyped about is UEFN, which is mm-hmm. the unreal editor for Fortnite, And mm-hmm. I have had the opportunity to play with it over the weekend. I dropped two tutorials on like getting started for basics mm-hmm. for an intro. Um, but some of the things I'm most, ex- honestly, the one thing is fab, the unified 3d marketplace that unreal is using. They're basically getting rid of, I think on the, on the panel, they said they're getting rid of sketch fab because Epic games own, Sketchfab right. and turning it into Fab. Right now it's still an alpha, but it's a an ecosystem in which artists can get assets that are ready for Unreal directly in yeah. Unreal 5. They were also Unreal. bringing in, did you see some of the marketplace from um, uh, ArtStation as well? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so you got Sketchfab, you've got ArtStation, you've got, you know, the regular library, also uh uh, who is it? Uh, the uh, Kitbash 3D. Mm-hmm. They are going to be mm-hmm. adding all of their assets in for the mm-hmm. uh, uh, Fortnite uh, uh, Unreal for Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah, there's so many assets that are going to be in within a couple clicks in the engine that I'm super excited about because my biggest gripe with working with like. Um, CCO textures or just something online is I have to go to the internet, I have to type something, bring it into Cinema 4D, connect mm. all the nodes. It's just like, you just broke my flow. Yeah. Of, mm. You threw off my groove. Man. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. You've thrown off the Emperor's groove. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Fab, I look at it as a really good opportunity for artists of all different types to help each other make immersive experiences because mm-hmm. I am someone who cannot model at all. Or mm-hmm. I try to. I, I, my topology, bad, real bad. But I can <laughs> model. Um, mm-hmm. And for games, you need to have really optimized geometry so that yes. you can look at the granted with Unreal and Nanite and Lumen. No N-Gons. Yeah. Zero N-Gons. I have yeah. learned that the hard way. Yeah, but with Unreal 5, you can have really dense geometry and not really worry about it as much. But I think there will be there are benefits to having a very optimized mesh for animating, deforming, etc. Mm-hmm. So fab is what I'm excited about because if I'm trying to make a game and I'm like, oh, I need a picture frame that I can swap out this image to create an environment. Like if you've seen uh, or if you've played the game The Last of Us on in you walk in a house, there's picture frames. There's like books and stuff and just right. being able to like go to fab and pick up whatever you need and drop it into unreal and ideally the way the artist would build it is with instances and good procedural material options so then you can swap it, swap it out with whatever you need and i think my favorite part about fab is that it will don't quote me on this but i understand they have some way of compensating the artists who contribute and i believe i would hope was- so it's, I think it's like a 88% goes to the artist and 12% goes to Epic for Fab, not for UEFN. 
Um, check the uh, State of Unreal live stream for that. But um, it's turning into an ecosystem where artists can make money yeah. and help make games, which is yeah. what I'm excited for. I I am so I am not a Fortnite player. I have played it a few times over the past few weeks because my child is so into Fortnite. Uh, he spends about 60 hours a week on Fortnite. That is no joke. He did that during hmm. spring break. Um, I, yes, I'm a bad parent. <laughs> but um, I, I have been trying to get him into Cinema 4D, you know, and get him to learn 3D. And with this, this is so exciting because he will be able to create his own levels so easily. And just yeah. this is to me this is a gateway drug <laughs> into 3D animation and stuff because what I love about it is, sure, you can mo make your own games, you know, you can make your own levels and stuff like that, you know, you could make your own Halo in Fortnite, or yeah, I saw someone who made their own uh, uh, Mario Kart in Fortnite, which was pretty cool. There you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Clutch. Mario Kart. Clutch. Right. Which I think is funny. I think it's funny that you run to your motorcycle first. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm I'm curious whether they did they build this using the Fortnite assets or did they build this? So one cool That's thing what I'm about to figure out because it's very close it's, to the original. How did they yeah, do this so fast? Did they have beta access to this? How did they build well, this in I, like a day? So here's here was my question. You know, and and. This brings up an interesting point on, um, like, uh, uh, trademarks and, you know, whatever, or and, and copyright, because, as far as I understand it, with the new Fortnite Unreal Editor, you can bring in your own 3D assets in order right. to play a level and stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. That's, that's correct. What's going to stop someone from ripping the 3d geometry from you know a mario halo. level from halo you know and like bringing it in mm, that's always been a concern but like how would you even do that you can't you can't access the source can you get can sure you pull you the can. levels off of absolutely off of halo yeah. you can mm -hmm. i mean you can huh. pull the the, huh. the, okay. the 3D data and the textures and stuff like that, you can pull that all, you know? Mm -hmm. That's how you get mods and stuff like that. Oh, interesting. Yeah, oh, the, okay. like, there are people, uh, while I, I've not dived into it, there are people who went into Halo Infinite and just ripped all the models, and now people use them for yeah. um, oh, okay. making art. And I will uh, call out and shout out to Corridor Crew. They made a Halo trailer a couple months ago with one of the artists um their nuke artist and he did something that looks amazing like something that you would see from the show um using assets from the game and yeah. so now now it just very much does beg the question could someone just remake halo and make halo infinite 3.0 halo infinite for Fortnite? yeah one that works well <laughs> one that won't crash every single time i yeah. start a new big party or whatever mellow says this is an imported model from mk8 oh well there you go yeah yep and so, if he I said mean, it, it's true the question is like how is how is how are they going to are they going to allow people to play that you know mm -hmm. like 
And is Nintendo going to go after them, or are they going to have some sort of... It's such a tough you know, world now. I don't even know anymore. Yeah. You know, And, it's... I mean, you know, uh, uh, what is it? Tencent owns a majority of Unreal or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And there's no... You know, they're a Chinese company. Mm-hmm. There's no copyright crap in China, right? Mm-hmm. So, oh, I see. So are we going to have, like, a congressional hearing on it? Is that what you're saying? Because it's in China? <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> I, I think uh, th- I have not tried it, but I'm sure Unreal has developed systems on the back end to help censor things that should not be in there Maybe. versus not. Um, but I, I can't say that for certain. I have not mm-hmm. tried to do inappropriate things in it yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm genuinely curious what the TTP is. Because uh, if you've seen um, the show Mythic Quest in the first episode of that of that series, they integrate a mechanic called the shovel, which is a world building mechanic. But uh, the, the developer of the shovel programs the shovel so that you cannot do inappropriate things. It is uh-huh. effectively a shovel with rules. Okay. Um, so we Unreal. It's a good title for the show: a shovel with rules. Yeah, um, but effectively, Unreal made the or Epic Games made the ultimate world creation tool for anyone. Anyone like if you have played Fortnite once before and you want to make your own game, you can do it. Like, yeah, I will confess, I just opened it up on the back end and I'm like flying around a level, and right now, and uh, you could drop in weapons. Everything is pre-built for Fortnite and. Yeah if you want to bring in your own assets, it's mm. as easy as going to your Unreal editor, your Unreal Engine 5 editor, not the UEFN, taking whatever asset in Unreal Engine, right-clicking on it, click on Migrate, and it'll, you can just send it directly over, and it'll come over. Really? Granted, you have to do, if you want to do something more complex with it, you like make it an interactable object. It can explode, or mm-hmm. you can use it as a weapon. You have to do a lot more development on right. it. But there, is there blueprints in uh, uh, UEFN? Yes. Or, yeah. They're That's not crazy. as robust, but they they, they are. I, you can make buttons. You can interact. You can trigger sequences like cinematics. Really? Um, yeah. There's a tutorial Ooh. on my YouTube channel about how to trigger a cinematic with a button. So that is insane. I like the the thought that. You know, we could play with our friends and build something together and then play. Because we've, we kind of did that with Halo, right? Like, we made mm-hmm. some different variations of playing Halo, like, different yeah. games. And we get on, like, Beaver Nugs. The one Beaver we play Nugs, where yeah. It's basically you have a fire-blasting shotgun that can reach across the map. And if you even get hit by one little itty-bitty piece of shrapnel, you, you, die. you die. Yeah. And so it would be really fun for us to collaborate together, some of our video game friends and mm-hmm. and build something fun together like that yeah of course nobody ever has enough time but here's here's the question though it will it be is it pc only after you build the levels or is it cross-platform it is technically cross cross-platform huh. and i will confess um david malore and i were trying to test it this past weekend he could not join my level but logan penny mm-hmm. made a level mm-hmm. and we were able to join his so i using there are what some bugs. what were you were you oh, you were go- doing it through your computer though yes i or was on everyone computer. was on their computer 
I was on my computer. David was on his PlayStation, uh-huh. um, and Logan was also on a PC. But Logan and I have the same settings, and uh-huh. Logan was able to have David and I join his session versus I, he couldn't. So join you mine. can create your own cross-platform video games where you can play on PC, Xbox, Switch. PS3, Switch, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dude, phone. Probably, I'm sure right? at some point. I mean, Fortnite. Well, I mean, was you can phone. play Fortnite on your phone right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Byron wants to know if it accesses your home Wi-Fi, though. Ah, uh, um, I I think so. I'm sorry. Does the algorithm <laughs> access home Wi-Fi? Right. Uh, if you're using Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. <sighs> sigh. I Over the weekend, I did start a, a UEFN project called Halo Kitty Games. Oh, Ooh. so r- right now I'm just testing. I and what was cool about it is I could take a hype map that I generated from World Creator and drop it into UEFN, and it creates an entire level based on my hype map, and it adds a grass material and mountains based on the height with a uh, rock based on the slope of those mountains. Mm. So it's mm. all very procedural, well, uh, which is very, if very it's nice. Very. Uh, <laughs> it's all procedural. Um, <laughs> it's such a stupid joke. <laughs> stupid joke. <laughs> uh, so I saw something. I don't know if I have a video clip of this or not about like a, I think I do have a clip of this. The the adaptive terrain. Yeah. yeah procedural generation. Yes. Yeah. Do I have that so, here? Like, you can easily I do. edit the terrain and oh like gosh. the water and stuff like that. Yes. Very cool. Do we I need mean, to build our own Animal Crossing in Fortnite? <laughs> That'd be fun. You're giving Jags ideas now, mm-hmm. see? Yeah, in this particular basically. clip, you like just bring this uh you just bring something in to a particular area and then it oh this yeah and then it adapts it and like builds it because that's the problem right you have all of these like kit bashing things you can put together mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. then they don't necessarily look like cohesive in the universe mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. so like this what is it using ai i, I it's using I, ai i yeah. think it is to ai from build it yeah. yeah and just like adapt what you put in there and add little pieces to it it's just, amazing right there mm-hmm. so amazing sorry i don't have the hd clips i'm playing all the TikToks, <laughs> oh, that's, that TikTok? it that's is all these are on tiktok because that's where <laughs> i see them all and bookmark yeah. them and i'm like i don't know where the original is <laughs> but so there's that and then uh the the stuff that they're doing too with the um with the avatars and let me bring this one up here you can see this example here um they were showing off some live uh oh um, yeah yeah yeah. like the facial tracking into metahuman yeah type mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. It, i i will say like that video that you sent me of that this was kind of based off of you know the cinematic one mm-hmm. there was some weirdness in like the upper lip and like i i i don't think they they have gotten teeth right yet mm-hmm. you know yeah i teeth agree and gums i do not think because it is weird to me when like you've got like a creature or something like that and they've got perfectly white teeth mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. yeah it's like yeah come on they're a creature give them gross teeth mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and then like it's like the subscattering in teeth yeah they don't the get gums it correctly 
the, mm. the subsurface not, not in the, the gums. Not just the gums, but like the actual teeth. They, it just, it just is not like look at her and like the teeth and gums just feel weird, and they mm-hmm. always have. It's like it's pulling on the yeah. muscles a little bit more than yeah. what is natural. But fuck that looks so good yeah, <laughs> you know i am wow. i am being nitpicky as hell right but right, still right, like right. you know uncanny valley or whatever it's it's just like it's almost there it's getting and, a lot closer yeah and this the fact that so i i think it's so funny because um i i owned a ps3 right and then i didn't play games until like the xbox series s came out right mm-hmm. you know and so my brother, he had brought over his PS4 or something, and we were playing uh, Final Fantasy VII, the new one. And I was just shocked at how good the quality was. And that was like a generation ago, you know? Mm-hmm. So good. Anyway. I Yeah, if you go back like even a couple years, everything that's coming, yeah. all, like, technology is exponentially improving mm-hmm. yeah. every month at this point. Yeah. So... I'm very excited for all the new Unreal tools. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so top. here's a question, and I don't know if this was brought up at all or if you can answer this. Are people able to uh, create a level and then sell that level? So, oh, like, no. just a level or, like, a with game? With the Fortnite like assets? Like, yeah, with the Fortnite assets. Like, okay, here is my level that I created. I spent a bunch of time on it, you know, blah, blah, blah. I would like to sell it for a dollar. Mm-hmm. So you can buy my level for a dollar. Mm-hmm. So I think what you're describing, so you're not a game, just like a, a, a level, an environment. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, you know, the whole the whole shebang that mm-hmm. you build in Unreal Editor Fortnite, you know? I believe you can, and I believe the way that works is it would just end up living on the Unreal Marketplace. I Don't hold me to that. I understand... If I recall correctly, the mark the, the the share of the pie is if you make something an Unreal Editor for Fortnite, I believe it's a sixty forty split between Epic Games and the artist whoever makes that game. I don't know what the the uh, pie split is on the Unreal Marketplace, but I would assume that people who are making content on UEFN are making games people who are making content for okay. other games it will sell on the unreal marketplace gotcha epic launches unreal editor for fortnite will give 40 percent of all revenue to creators it says oh 40 percent. sorry yeah mm. announced on wednesday epic will now share 40 percent of fortnite revenue with anyone who designs islands in the game i guess that's what they're calling them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this includes money epic earns from the purchase of v bucks hmm all right so oh, V-Bucks. That's yeah. so neat. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Gosh. Because there's no, like, you don't have to do any coding. You don't have to do any development. Like, hell, I would not be offended if I were to make a game on UEFN. And let, let's say, hypothetically, I create a similar experience to Beaver Nugs. And, right. Um, then I make four maps for it and mm-hmm. a little tournament mode, and I sell that for ten dollars. And I sell, let's say, five thousand units. So forty uh, percent. That's you're making four bucks times. Mm-hmm. How many did you say? Five thousand. Yeah. So that's twenty grand right there. It's like a dollar. I would an hour. not be. A, it's like a dollar. An hour. 
yeah yeah i would not be offended and then that's what i need to tell my kid it's like okay get in here start building levels yeah you know come Mm -hmm. on boy work work to work Mm -hmm. you gotta you gotta make your college somehow i got levels to sell and like (laughs) i could make that in probably two days Mm -hmm. getting five thousand people to buy it and play it right different story but four right. bucks is or like because that's ten dollars so yeah. most people will you could probably fortnite players won't for pay ten dollars yeah exactly unless it's that, a skin can you do skins as well no i do not think so dude that's the next thing yeah they got to be mm-hmm. able to build your own custom skins and stuff like that mm-hmm. 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 once well, you can do that that would be a challenge because then i would i would bet you that the artist who makes like the super bougie skins for Epic Games, there is now incentive for them to go make a second their version own. of that yeah. and make their own yeah. and then sell that and get a larger profit share than their salary. So yeah. I don't know if they well, would ever actually get that. Yeah, and that's that's where they make all their money in Fortnite, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. are these stupid skins that I've spent probably $150 on. Same thing with League of Legends. Like, yeah. That's how they make uh, so much money. Yeah, I, I'm very so. happy that you can bring in your own stuff like this because, like, I I love like Forge and stuff in Halo, mm-hmm. but you just you can't bring in your own models, and that what that right. is what makes me not really interested in it because it's like it's cool, but you have a limited amount of things, and the way that they limit it is by saying, oh, you can only get. X amount of items because technically mm-hmm. what's going on is you're running out of polygons in the background. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I like that idea. And then I'm also curious as a Cinema 4D artist, though, about what uh, what they're going to give out for people who are doing other types of of media and different types of programs like Cinema 4D. Because, like, Bridge, you can get assets from right now bring them into octane or whatever right in cinema mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. you, you going to be able to do this with fab and because i every time i go into bridge i'm like man i wish i just had this for like more items because it's mm-hmm. always like it's like vegetation and grungy stickers mm-hmm. and old castles mm-hmm. but if i need a desk there's not a desk in there Right, mm-hmm. right. And I, I wish there was something like that. And instead and of p- buying a desk on TurboSquid for $50, you know. It, that's an interesting point because, like, we obviously have other 3D tools such as Cinema 4D, Blender, Maya, mm-hmm. etc. And you can mm-hmm. get an amazing, like, a, a, a that 1% that we always talk about. Like, Unreal has a look versus, like, Octane. Like, if you, if you have the time for Octane, you will get that 1% that just brings it to a whole new mm-hmm. level. And it's almost at the point with the Unreal Path Tracer that, like, we could just stay in in engine versus having to go over to these other 3d programs mm-hmm. but that's a big ask for everyone to suddenly start learning all of these things so i would not be surprised if there ends up being some external way to pay for fab so then if you want to render your objects in cinema 4d you can mm-hmm. because technically for to use bridge uh, outside of unreal you have to pay a separate uh fee right but if you use it in unreal it's totally free Right. So, well, yeah. Winbush, we, yeah, we we have uh, said his name three times, so he's appeared. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. sweet! He's catching this at the end of his hike. He couldn't join us today because he's on a strict uh, 
workout uh, regimen. Workout regimen, which, uh, hey, more power to you. <clears throat> I mean, um, yeah, I'm jealous of your commitment. Catching this at the end of my hike, but you don't sell your Fortnite levels. He said, think of this like Roblox. I don't know how Roblox works. Hi, my name is Sashia Dumont. I'm a writer, actor, and filmmaker. Hi, my name is Paul Robinson. I'm a director, DP, and filmmaker. We are the creators and hosts of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, an online source for all things indie film. We are a husband and wife film team and co-owners of Send3 Productions, and we started this podcast for filmmakers like ourselves who were producing on micro-budgets with Skeleton Crews. Go Gorilla is a weekly podcast that features various talents in TV, film, and web series productions. We've interviewed filmmaker powerhouses like Kestrin Pantera, Richard Raymond, Alex Ferrari, Cassandra Ebner, and Ryan Connolly. Amazing actors like Hannah Ward, Lou Taylor Pucci, Chris Wataski, and Eileen Gruba. Groundbreaking cinematographers like Jody Lee Lipes and Jessica Lee Gagne, and many more. We also offer weekly reviews of our favorite films and shows, which vary from low-budget first-time filmmakers to A-listers and everyone in between. Go Gorilla is proud to announce that we have officially joined the MoGraph Podcast Network. So if you love filmmaking as much as we do, tune in every Sunday for a new episode of the Go Gorilla Filmcast. Your, your source, source for, for all things indie film. film. Now available on the MoGraph Podcast Network. Uh, I don't know. Either. Roblox, you, you make games and you you know or so-called games and you you sell them um he said it's the fortnite version of roblox I'll take so it. uh and, and also he said that fab will eventually work across all game engines and dccs so that's pretty cool i wonder mm-hmm. if turbo squid's getting a little antsy the thing is mm-hmm. if turbo squid offered a monthly service i would pay it mm-hmm. yep even, Even if, if it was, was hundred like, hundred bucks a month, that's what I was going to say. Hundred yep. bucks a month, I, 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 that would be freaking phenomenal. And maybe yep. you have to opt in as somebody who creates the the model. Yeah, but say, then you create all this. You know, it's like, oh, I want that one, but it's like, no. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like what they mm-hmm. should do is yeah. just, yeah, they need to. They, the thing is, you would have. I feel like as a creator, you would probably make more money if your stuff was available in a subscription model and you're getting paid based off of how much people are downloading it. Because for example, some of these really awesome, like animal, you know, models and stuff like that. If I were to download those, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay $500 for those normally. Right. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. if I had a subscription, sure. I would probably pick those up. You know, and play around with it. And then that person gets a cut of my $100 a month, you know? Mm-hmm. And Winbush says you make money in, in Roblox by selling your stuff within your levels. Oh, geez. Well, that makes sense, though. Okay. Makes sense. I'll have to ask my daughter. She's the one who knows all of this. Yeah. So She, she makes money in Roblox. We need to go make Halo 3 and Halo 2 and Halo yeah. 1 multiplayer levels in mm-hmm. Unreal and then make our own version of a first-person shooter. Yep. What could go so, wrong? Yeah. What could go wrong? Yeah. I mean, if you want to get really technical, how do you... I, I don't think you can tech... You can license a game engine. Like, you're a game mechanic. You can license a game engine, like the software, the development, but like mm-hmm. the concept of like playing a card game, I think it gets... A little hairy. I'm, I'm not le- like if 
first-person shooters, like the concept of playing a first-person shooter was right. owned by someone, we would not have Call of Duty and Halo and Battlefield and right. Fortnite and all that. So, right. You could make the I, map just out of other assets. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't think you can copyright a layout of a map, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Gr- granted, I'm not a lawyer. Please uh, do not take what I say as... Winbush, uh, yes. Jump in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, is he, <clears throat> gonna jump in that's funny yeah just okay. call us uh skype us on your phone i'll, I'll or whatever add, i'll add him into the the uh thing so he knows how to join if that's <laughs> possible let's see okay. participants add this is Wind the joy bush. this is the thing that i have really enjoyed about you know uh having more uh like getting to know more people within this industry because when we have questions we can immediately hit up the experts right, right. By the way, did you notice this is our year episode? Oh, 365. Yep. Dang, you could ah. listen to one episode a day for a year? Yep. That's awesome. That's Isn't awesome. that crazy? We'll just call uh we'll just call him EJ. <laughs> I Here we go. Loved about Fortnite. So on Friday night, I jumped in with Winbush, David Malore, and Brenda Clements. Um and a few others, and we were playing. Uh, we were play- we had a bunch of people, and we just jumped into random Fortnite games that were actually yeah. really fun. Some of them were puzzles, some of them were shooters, some of them were like the the social game Werewolf, and oh, it neat. was just a really interesting hangout of like we're just trying stuff out and shooting the shit with friends. And mm-hmm. I think that is what makes Fortnite really special. Like, with Halo, we all remember in high school or whenever we were playing it, getting pizza and playing for a couple hours. Mm -hmm. The same team deathmatch in, like, eight different levels over and over. But now, that experience is almost infinite based on whatever is on the marketplace. Yeah. So, how can you beat that? Uh, Dude, did I tell you... I I told you all that I bought a, a TV splitter... Mm-hmm. So, like, it'll split my 75-inch t- TV into four separate TVs, four <laughs> separate inputs. Uh, so, if y'all come to town, <laughs> Jags, if you come to town, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. we need to have everyone over to my place so that we can all play Halo together on the same TV. If I do, dibs on your guest room. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Melomograph says, so Ro- Roblox is like a demo room in Ikea? <laughs> Uh, I guess you could say that. Yeah. Except Actually, you can't jump on the boxes and pit, throw, swing oh. your pickaxe at things. Well, see, so my daughter plays a game in Roblox that is, it's an endless Ikea. So it's like a, <laughs> it's a very, it's kind of one of those creepy games well, like very. Five Nights at Freddy's. And <laughs> it's, it's like you have to spend the night in an endless Ikea. Okay. And then you have to, like, build forts and stuff out of supplies and gather mm-hmm. supplies and then hide. Well, how it, 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 so how detailed can you get with this? I feel like a boomer right now asking this question, you know. With how, Roblox? How, well, it, even with Roblox or with Fortnite, like, how how much can you change the general, like, way the general way things work and stuff? You know, because the way I understand it with Fortnite, it's like 
you shoot someone, you go find stuff, drink potion, you build a fort, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever, you know, are there, are there ways where it's like, okay, let's do a capture the flag level Mm -hmm. because that's not it based in, you know, standard Fortnite or whatever, you know, does that make sense? What I'm Mm -hmm. asking? Yeah, how how easy is it to modify the game yeah. type and game mm. mechanic? Yeah. So I will confess, most of my use of Unreal has been for making commercials, film, like visual art content, but or like advertising content for clients, not actually developing game mechanics. But what was really cool about uh, a tutorial I made over the weekend is I have never made a a button or a blueprint before at all. And within mm-hmm. an hour of just fumbling around of like, okay, I have a button in my scene and I have a cinematic in my scene. How do I connect them together? Mm-hmm. If Once you have a foundation of the UI of Unreal, there are plenty of drop-down menus that like, oh, wait, if I hit this and then, oh, it already populates this button. So I could go to my cinematic mm-hmm. and I can... In, in my cinematic device in the Unreal Fortnite editor, and there's a drop-down menu that says, do you want to access a button? This button. Yes. Yes, I do want to mm. access it. And then I could very easily um, k- trigger a sequence by just hitting a button. And it was yeah. all intuitive. Granted, I've been using Unreal for like three years now, doing commercials. So it, 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 that came naturally to me. But someone who's just starting out, I, could bet they, I bet they could spend a day and understand how to use a button and make totally. a game. Right. Hi, Wimbush. What's up, man? What up, what up? Hey, so, I'm out of breath right now, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was trying to run around and get everything set up here, but, um, yeah, I was listening to you, you guys as I was walking on the trails there and stuff, so figured try to jump in if you guys are still talking about Heck it. Yeah. Heck yeah, talk man. to me more about the Roblox, you know, version of Fortnite, because I don't, yeah. like, I, I want to know... Like what we were just talking about is how customizable it is, you know, in order to create special games, you know, because if you're if you're all limited to the exact same mechanics, what makes one level better than the other, you know? Absolutely. So going back to Roblox, um, I mean, Roblox has been over for or been out for like a decade and a half. Right. So, yeah, they have um, a ton of creators and a lot of them are kids. You know, they've made millions of dollars on that platform. Yeah. And um, I heard you talking about that IKEA game. I've actually played that with my daughter. Yeah. And it's like simple games like that that anybody could jump into those levels become really popular and then the creators are able to monetize stuff within their game level so they could say like um oh you want a flashlight you have to purchase that flashlight for like 100 roblox or robux mm, or whatever robux. they're called or yeah. if you want like this special edition shirt then you know that's 50 robux so they're monetizing stuff within their particular game mm-hmm. and that stuff doesn't always cross over. Like sometimes they do, like if you have an accessory or something from a game, like if you made like a, a MoGraph level, right? And then you had mm-hmm. like a MoGraph hat that the people could purchase, then they could actually keep that for the avatar and they could play it with, you know, within any level. So some stuff is specific towards your, you know, your game that you made. Mm-hmm. And then some stuff you can make open towards like, hey, this person can rock my stuff no matter where they're at. So that's where the... um monetization part comes into it mm-hmm. and um to do that um the creator gets 40 percent of that yeah and then epic you know they take their 60 percent of that and um i think that split is actually higher than the row the roblox split so it'd be interesting to see how they yeah. um 
you know, how Roblox kind of comes in and tries to counter that to keep their creators because I'm already seeing a lot of the Roblox levels being recreated in Fortnite creative. So, Interesting. Yeah, it's, Interesting. it's pretty wild. And you already got your MoGraph hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I worked out it. <laughs> Funny enough, when I went to um, the Beeple event, I was wearing my Wimbush hat and the TSA mm. people stole it. So now I'm like, without what? I'm back to... Yeah, it's, it's the weirdest thing. It went through the conveyor belt. It's under my hoodie and everything. And then it came out and it was gone. I'm like, guys, where's my hat? And they're like, we don't see no hat. And I'm like, okay, well. <laughs> Do you think it like got stuck in the machine? But that's the thing. It was underneath my um, my jacket. That's like so I had my shoes in a bin. I had my hat. And then my jacket was over top of everything. So everything else was in there. My wallet, my keys, my phone. Why didn't you everything was there except the for my windbush hat. Yeah, so oh, that's weird. right. Oh. Yeah, since you had your shoes off. Yeah. You gotta TSA get that pre-check? TSA pre-check, yeah. bro. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> you got a lot of travel in Especially to do before this, this tour. Yeah. Yeah, no, especially now. I gotta go. Like, cause you have to do interviews at the airport, right? Yeah, that's but that's no big that. deal. Like, yeah. it's literally 15 minutes. They say, yeah. Are you a terrorist? You say, No. You know, if if you're not a terrorist, yeah, yeah, so terrorist, right? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> what other things from the event were you excited about? Um, the procedural world building in mm-hmm. five point two is pretty crazy, especially from a um an interactive standpoint. Because um, I don't know if you guys ever played that game. Uh, Oh crap! It was a game a couple years ago. It's like a PlayStation exclusive that came to Xbox. But no Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. Exactly. Yeah. So what they were trying to do there with their procedurally generated worlds, they kind of got, but not really. But like now with these tools, like it's actually possible to, you know, have oh, like procedurally yeah. generated worlds. No matter like every game you play could be different. So think about yeah. like Halo. If they like, I heard Halo's moving over to Unreal Engine Five. So think about oh, like. Man. If they could set it up so that the matches or the you know the maps or changing out maybe like every ten rounds or something like that to just kind of freshen it up, so stuff like that is going. Oh, to be really like cool. a random seed. Exactly. Gosh, yeah, that would be crazy. That would so, be crazy. The I mean, you get a new same, map right? every single time you play. Yeah, you know that'd be awesome. That'd be well, so it's cool. like because if you have like a forest scene, like you know, like your forest assets will be there, but maybe they're just placed slightly different places or whatever to mm-hmm. kind of change. Right? It yeah, yeah. It's like the difference between what the mall or some some of the levels that we've played on Halo Five are just basically reskinned versions of some of the same levels. You know? Right. Yeah. They just look slightly different. But imagine they had the algorithm set up right, and you could just do a random seed. And if you yeah. really like a level, you could say put in type in three three four one five as your random right. seed and check this map out. Right. I feel like right. somebody's doing something like that already. I feel like I've seen that somewhere before. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what Minecraft does. That's kind of what Minecraft kind does. Of. You know, you've got yeah. specific like it, it it there's a certain amount of you know, seed ones and it's like, okay, you if you type in a specific one, it'll it give you that up. seed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting. So it's pretty cool. Anything yeah, have that, you played have you played with the metahuman stuff or I've never been too stuff? big on metahumans to be honest. Like uh-huh. um there's you guys only are one windbush. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean you guys are familiar with like Relusion, right? Like character creator and iClone and mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Like I 
I prefer that because I found that that workflow is a lot easier. Like iClone, their animation tools are great. Like you get literally fixed like any mocap or mm-hmm. anything that you need in there. And then you can easily just drag and drop that FBX into any anything, you know, Maya, Sim 4D, Unreal, Unity, and it just works. As for metahumans, it was always a little bit more of um, a setup to try to mm-hmm. get stuff working. And it yeah. just... It wasn't as plug and plug and play as I was used to with the Relusion stuff. So, mm-hmm. like I tried it when it was in alpha and it was cool, but it was one of those things where, um, like you have to build off the base as well, right? Like I could tell a metahuman project from a mile away at this point. Like it has yeah. a very particular look to it because yeah. not a lot of people really customize it. <laughs> it, it. I don't know if it's the teeth or the <laughs> eyes or what, but yeah, like even. There was just like um, a Snoop Dogg music video that was released maybe a couple months ago. And as soon as I saw it, I'm like, they built this entire thing with metahumans. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> you could just tell right off the bat. Like, mm-hmm. so no matter how much people try to customize it, it's like you could always tell for some reason. So mm-hmm. the pores on the skin for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's getting better. Yes, not P O O R. When I look at the metahuman stuff and all the new, these new control rig features, I look at it as Unreal is trying to make sure people don't have to leave Engine to yeah. edit it. Because I was yeah. watching watching a, another tutorial, and they're like, "Here's how to edit metahumans in Maya and bring the control rig over into Maya." Oh, and then, and I'm like, nice. "That that's a lot of steps." And yeah. here's how to make things hard on yourself. Yeah, and, and the result that the artist got was great. But it yeah, was I'm like, sure. all right, now he's also been doing work on like pixar and yeah. dreamworks and stuff and he has a course for his workflow in maya and it's just like but what if i don't want to leave unreal right. so right. Mm. Mm. interesting or some other things any other things you saw in particular did they did they release yeah. a new version what was it, 5.2 or something yeah it's 5. yeah 5.2 yeah. is in preview right now so yeah. um the way epic usually works is they'll drop preview um, they'll drop two versions of preview usually because preview one, you know, it's out towards the masses. Everybody yeah. reports their bugs and everything. Mm-hmm. And then they try to fix that for preview two, which usually takes a week or two. Same okay. thing, you know, they'll try to fix stuff and then try to address the bugs. And then usually the final version will come out maybe a few weeks after that. So interesting. Okay. Yeah. So we got about a month or so left before the official version of 5.2. Yeah, I would say probably around NAB. They might drop cool. 5.2 if they stick to their schedule. Like sometimes so two weeks, Dave. Two weeks. Um, mm. Oh, it's NAB two weeks? Mm. Okay, maybe after NAB. That's when we go. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. Uh, oh, jeez. Yeah, <laughs> updates in um, Lumen are really good. Like, I yeah. I prefer, like, Lumen in... Um, Ray tracing over the path tracing stuff. Like the path tracer also had an update, which is um really good. Like I don't know, I don't know if it's open knowledge, but the path tracing team is actually some people from the original Arnold team, and so that's been the team that's been working on the current updates for path tracer. So there's been a lot of strides is, in there as well. But is ray tracing still a thing in five? It is because um you still have ray tracing shadows. You know, okay. you can bounce in between like it for lighting. Most people use lumen, but you still have the options to use ray tracing lighting as well. And you can mix and match with the different light setups and everything there, too. So is it as simple as like just changing stuff from like like you do with static or movable or whatever? Is, yeah, you just basically select whether you want it to be ray traced or lumen. Yeah. Like if you if you're in your right. light, 
and you usually if you get to your search bar and you just type in ray tracing Mm -hmm. you'll see an option there it will say like enable or use the project settings or whatever and that's that's i mean it's literally just a which which how's the how's the quality on each you know like uh the the problem that i've run into with a couple of projects that i've worked on uh, using ray tracing is the I, i can't seem to get enough bounces and still keep a good 60 fps you know Mm-hmm. Right. Like versus like is Lumen how is it different or better or you know improve an improvement on Are you saying uh the ray tracing or the path yeah, tracer? The ray tracing. So there's a trick inside the um movie render queue. Um mm-hmm. If you go to your setting, it, there's like a, you know, when you're inside of your thing and you're picking, like, if you want to do, like, a JPEG sequence or mm-hmm. PAG sequence, there's actually um, a setting in there. I think it's called gaming settings. And game overrides. You, or game overrides. So if you put that into your movie render queue, there mm-hmm. will be an attribute. This is movie quality, or is it, no, cinematic quality. You yeah. make sure that's checked on, and mm-hmm. you should get a better result out of your mm-hmm. renders there. Well, say I'm not rendering it i'm playing it in game oh then you oh, need to check out brandon's game. course because he has a lot of <laughs> tips on that mm. all right mm. i'll do yeah that. <laughs> actually brandon i talked to brandon a lot he's probably the the king when it comes to like real really technical and getting down to the nitty-gritty mm-hmm. with that yeah. stuff that's I'm the thing with a, unreal that i've noticed it's like there's a lot of settings a lot mm. of settings that yeah. can tweak or improve your or break your, or break. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, here's the one thing I will say. So I'm not working in five right now. This project that I'm working on is 4.27 uh, or whatever, whatever yeah, the l- last four version was. Um, and unreal has been extremely stable for me. I had one crash the other day and I was like surprised by it because that was the first mm. time it had ever crashed on me, you mm, know? Right. I don't know. I will say Unreal 4 was was very stable. Like switching over to 5, um there were a lot of speed bumps I ran into. Mm-hmm. Um when I went from like doing the the first board game projects in Unreal 4 it was so clean, like no crashes and then I jumped yeah. over to 5 and it was like things were just all over the place. Uh, honestly, the thing that I encountered the most crashes with was dealing with reflections like either okay. lumen reflections or ray trace reflections and like trying to get the the right number of bounces so that it looked half decent because i'm yeah. dealing with like dice and glossy materials mm-hmm. and things um so i i think i feel that unreal 5 has fixed the stability and now it's at the place where it, 4 was a long time yeah. ago i really want to take this project <laughs> that i've been working on and just throw it into 5 and mm-hmm. show the company that I'm working for and be like, this is what we can get. Mm-hmm. You guys don't want to work yeah. in five. This is I what we can get. I Last year, I was working on a project for History Channel. Mm-hmm. And, um, I started in 4.27, and then that's when, like, five had just came out, like, mm-hmm. maybe midway into the season I was working on. And, um, you know, I was excited. I threw my project in the five, and I wish I would have stayed in four at that point. Really? Because mm-hmm. it was probably better to remake it in five rather than try to convert stuff from four to five just because oh, there's so many different variables in there like um you know at four there's no lumen right and then ray tracing had updates and so it was just like really tiny things and i probably yeah. took a maybe a day or two to troubleshoot it to get it to 
work just in five the way that it worked in four rather than just rebuilding it in five. So I would suggest like most game studios, the reason why like a lot of games right now, they're still in Unreal 4 and that's because they're they're not going to risk moving it over to five in the development cycle just because you never know what type of variables there are. So usually Uh they say like if you're doing a project, it's probably better to stick with what you have and then you know start a new project later in the new system. Is there... um, uh yeah okay <laughs> yeah yeah i mean no, if you wanted to test it out switch. Then I would say cool, no i was gonna I say because like i'm thinking about how would i do that and then i'm thinking about all the relighting and retexturing and you know that seems like a lot of work and i didn't know mm-hmm. if there was a way just to like export my assets with my textures oh. and stuff like that and then bring them back in so the the way you would do that is you take your you make a uh, or well, i have done it you take a you make a five version of your project and you go to your content folder on your actual Windows Explorer mm-hmm. in of the 427 and just copy and paste it over into the new content folder. But mm. some things will just not come over cleanly. And gotcha. I do this for even Unreal assets on the marketplace. Like there's assets that are not built for 5.1. They're built for 5 only. Mm. I literally have a project on my computer that I call it Asset Dump. And I will just okay. take something from the marketplace that I want that's an Unreal 5 and port it over. There are some bugs here and there, but that's how you would do it. Interesting. Hmm. So okay. copy based. Interesting. If you're on a, if you're bringing stuff in from the marketplace, you can actually select um, version five. Like if you find an asset that says only 5.0, you can actually try to still bring it in. I forget the button name of it, but um, hmm. you can hit like all projects, I think, and then it will show your project, and then Ooh. you just say like this asset was built for 5.1, and it will still let or in 5.0, and then it will still hmm. let you import it in 5.1. Okay, I'll have to keep out for that drop down menu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I might have did a tutorial on it. I'll have to find it and link it. But yeah, that was a big thing. Like when five one came out, and everybody's mm-hmm. like, some assets weren't updated yet, so they right. still right. import stuff natively mm-hmm. from the marketplace. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Cool. I look at all these changes as just a Epic Games is trying to get more people to know Unreal Five, so that mm-hmm. it's harder to switch to any other game engine. I yeah, for sure. Yeah. Which I, mean, I, I love. If, More if you have the most game. assets, people aren't going to want to leave it. Yeah. You know? It's true. <clears throat> so. Yeah, and that's kind of where Unreal for Fortnite comes in. Cause it's almost like... A, because it's, it's slimmed down from you know your traditional Unreal 5.1, right? Like It's still Unreal 5.1. But it's kind of um, more condensed to make it a little bit easier for, yeah. especially yeah. for kids jumping in. So you're kind of training the younger generation to be familiar with Unreal so that when they're hitting those roadblocks and they're like, okay, like I don't want to only do Unreal stuff. Maybe I want to make my own game or experience or something. Mm-hmm. It's like they're already familiar with Unreal and they could just download it and, you know, be on their way. Absolutely. So I feel like it's yeah. almost like a training, a training. Yeah, gateway that's what drug. I was it's a gateway drug, yeah. you know? Yeah. Because then the kids want to create their own assets. They're like, oh, I want to build a bridge that looks mm-hmm. like this. Then they... Right pick up 3d and they learn how to build it that's the one thing that i that unreal doesn't have you know it needs a it needs an actual like you know editor or whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah like a modeler you're saying yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they have some rudimentary tools in there it's nowhere yeah. close to like i'm surprised honestly maxon got zbrush because i'm so really surprised epic dick and make a play to try to go in and snatch up ZBrush mm-hmm. so that they had some type of modeling tools in there, but 
Mm-hmm. And knows maybe Epic will make a play to just buy Maxon and get everything. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> Who knows? Gosh, oh boy. could you imagine? Right. And I then... mean, I am. <laughs> All of us just like <laughs> blank pause thinking of a future. And then we can I... say, at least we can say, did you know Cinema 4D is free? <laughs> I mean, technically, yeah. What? So. What? <laughs> I'm waiting uh, for the day, like, I, I will say Cineware and the Datasmith plugin for Cinema, Cinema 4D into Unreal is really good now compared to where it, what, it, what it was a couple of years ago. But if it became, I understand that the Maya workflow is just like, it's almost one-to-one, just real time. I've not used yeah. I've not tested it, mm-hmm. but once that happens for Cinema, then I am, I, I will no, not go to any other software. Because Matt, you're use... you're still using like just FBX imports, right? Rather yeah, than... I don't use the DataSmith yeah. importer. Yeah, I'm I what I do. So I I'll just export everything FBX, and I make sure that my origin for everything is zero zero zero, so that yeah. I can just take all my models, throw them in, and set it all to zero zero zero. Mm. You know, and what's what I I love about it is that. You know, I have I'll have that working FBX. So if I need to adjust some norm, if I have normal issues or like, you know, I've got some endgons that I need to fix or something like that, I can save it out and then just go uh, refresh file. And so and it just brings it in automatically, which is awesome. There's also a Cineversity plugin that takes your uh, like a null and considers that an FBX, right? And we'll export that. So anything you have in these nulls, like the neighborhood, streets, you know, extra objects, whatever it is, and it exports each set of nulls in cinema as an FBX. So that can be your official asset. So you could go refresh that one asset or something. I'm assuming that's still around. I'm I'm assuming that's still around, but... Yeah, I remember that from back in the day, but I wasn't sure Cineware was like the replacement for that or not. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm, I think it's still supported. Um, Winbush, you also did a uh, a little look at Firefly. We were just talking about that earlier. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's, what do you? Yes. I'm almost more excited for that. Like I know. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I know the AI stuff is still a bit controversial. Like I literally just watched a tutorial this morning where someone did a song with. Kanye West, but it wasn't Kanye West. Like they wrapped it themselves and nice. they trained the machine to like have Kanye do a verse. So right. and everybody's freaking out. And it's just like this AI stuff is moving so fast that it's hard to kind of dictate what's real and what's not real, especially, you know, like Mid Journey Five came out and that stuff mm-hmm. is looking crazy. But I feel like Adobe Firefly is probably gonna trump even Mid Journey and Stable Diffusion because oh, I of think the so integration with you know right. illustrator like they don't have it available yet but you're going to have like a text to vector generator yeah. that you could do which is going to be crazy yes. then like the photoshop integration some of the stuff that they showed us internally where like it's, it's just going to be big for map painters like you know if you're working on like a map painting for you know like lord of the rings and you know a lot of times they're doing like photo bashing and stuff like that so yeah. maybe they're going to eye stock to find like a mountain range that they could put in the background now yeah. you'll literally be able to type in you know, like New Zealand mountain range, and it would bring it into Photoshop as a PSD layer, and then you could just bring that into your working file. Gosh, and keep man, I never even it. thought so, about that. Yeah, it's that is. Like, that's why I'm really excited because it's like it's not just like typing in text and making images and posting it online. It's like 
you could use this tool to actually further enhance what you're currently working on and yeah. make it work for you, you know? So I workflow. think it's really, yeah. And the fact yeah. that like they have pressed very hard about the, I think they've said something about the, the, the people who are supplying photos to Adobe photo will get compensated or something like that. Hmm. You know? Yeah. So that and, was and something they were to really me, big on. that's the way, unfortunately, that's the way I see a lot of art going, you know, artists who are creating like stock images and stuff like that. All they're going to be doing is training the AI, you know? So, right. I mean, imagine, imagine, for example, if you were to take Instagram, pull all their pictures from Instagram and Instagram was to come out with its own AI generator, something like Dude, I mean, they technically could, right? Because that was yeah. a big controversy a few years ago. Like, what you post on Instagram, you don't own, technically. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I mean, if they wanted to train their AI with Instagram, I mean, they totally could 100%. do it legally, you know? Yep. Thank yeah. you, Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> but with the Adobe ethics thing, um, I know some people are kind of like, you know, waiting to see what happens with it, but... I think you could opt into it or you'll be able to opt into it, right? So they're pulling it off mm -hmm. of, you know, maybe select artists and then also Behance because they own Behance. And so mm -hmm. it's yeah. like you can opt in to have your Behance um, used for machine learning. And um, like, That's I don't... interesting. I never even thought of that. I don't see it as a negative because um, I know people are like, well, people are just going to stop making art because nothing's going to be original. But it's like, if you don't have art styles to pull from, then the mm -hmm. AI has nothing to learn from. So it's like if all yeah. artists stop making art today, then what's the AI going to be able to pull from a reference? You it's know, never going to get any better. It'll never get there. better. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I mean, oh, honestly, if artists want to, and it, here's the problem. Here's here's something that I've noticed. You know, I'm sure y'all y'all have friends like this or art, no artists who are like this, where they don't like posting any of their stuff. You know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're too afraid to post any of their stuff because they don't want people to steal it or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, they hold it very close to their heart. And that's that's one thing that I have learned from the very beginning, that if you're not willing to put your stuff out there or make some sort of a dent on the Internet, the Internet will not become what you want it to. You know, mm -hmm. it will become what those who interact with it will. So it's mm -hmm. the same thing with art. If you're not willing yeah. to put your art out there and have the algorithm learn from your art, you know, mm -hmm. the style mm -hmm. will not, will not be what you want it to be. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's always been a thing with artists, right? Like, I mean, probably show my age, but like, I've been doing <laughs> it since like 2006, right? Professionally. Mm -hmm. And I would just remember like in my inter interning days, like there was a lot of motion graphic artists that if they had like a technique or something, like they clipped it close to the heart. Like yep. they right. would not share any mm -hmm. techniques because they're like, mm -hmm. well, this is how I'm going to get hired yep. at these different studios because only I know how to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And I've always been the opposite. Like I would be there, you know, in that bullpen with other artists and I'm like, hey, check out what I just figured out or whatever. And yeah. that kind of put me to the end route to doing tutorials, right? Because I work here by mm -hmm. myself. So it's mm -hmm. another outlet to do so. But I found that those artists that always try to keep stuff to their, like close to their chest, they're no longer working today. And the people yeah. that were kind of more openly like, hey, let me share my process because maybe you f you take my process and push it further and then I can learn off of you. And right. with a right. back and forth, it seemed like those artists have been excelling a lot more. So mm -hmm. I've never been for 
like keeping stuff closed off because you mm-hmm. never you're never going to grow that way, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Like eventually your style is just going to get played out and it's no longer going to be relevant. So I feel mm-hmm. like you know the 100%. only way to grow is to be out there and learning off each other. Mm-hmm. Well, I do. You know, it's interesting what Michael says here in the chat. You know, will companies get more strict on artists posting what they did on projects? Because say you did a big thing for X company, and then you post it on Behance, and you're giving permission. You know, and then it's using stuff that you worked on, but maybe didn't do all the work. Like it gets so hairy. Yeah. Oh, you know what? The one thing I did notice on Firefly is. Um, if you typed in like a brand or a celebrity or something, mm-hmm. it would not let you input or do any oh, type of art off it. So um, I think I did like Elden Ring, Lord of the Rings, like 4K, something like that. And mm-hmm. it did not take it. And then I took out Elden Ring and it still wouldn't take it. It's not until I took out like all the IPs that it would actually start generating stuff. So I think Adobe That's is being stupid, really good, but okay. <laughs> I mean, I think it's because of um, a liability thing, right? Like, yeah, yeah I get that. Really. And that, that kind of brings yeah. you to that because they want artists to keep posting what they're working on Behance. But like you said, mm-hmm. if a company's like, well, if you post our latest, you know, opening sequence for Last of Us on Behance and they're going to pull from it and this and yeah. that, I mean, it's just a lot of legal legality behind it. So that's probably mm-hmm. their way of protecting mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And I like what Adobe is doing as far as the ease of use. I still feel like the imagery that it's getting back is about Dolly 2 level, in my opinion. Yeah. It looks like Dolly 2, because there is a look to Dolly 2, there's a look to Mid-Journey, and I'm curious, yeah. do, you, do you think that maybe Adobe might try to buy Mid-Journey at some point to really up that part of the game? I don't I don't know, because you're just... It, it's, it's all just the way you're training the AI. You know, yes, but the way that Midjourney has trained the AI is mountains above. Dolly. Is there is there what I don't know any of the algorithms that they're using in order to train AI? You know, right. oh, like is so it open is it specific source? or is it open source? Right, exactly. I think you know? it really comes down to what your what database they're pulling from because Dolly, mm-hmm. uh, last time I looked, uses stock imagery for their database. So mm-hmm. the comparing Dolly look. <laughs> to yeah. Adobe Firefly, it's pretty. It, 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 stock imagery has a look like mm-hmm. uh, excluding AI. All stock mm-hmm. imagery is like same people in corporate corporate environment with blue collar shirts and corporate memphis uh, big, yeah big smiles blah 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 versus mid-journey is just like whatever it's just wild west and yeah. i don't think adobe will ever buy mid-journey because it is too close to ripping off any other yeah. high level triple a intellectual property it just is not a good play for them that's my opinion mm. yeah mm. yeah unless they buy the algorithms and then fill it with fill it themselves Mm-hmm. I could be a I mean, it might as well like do that. Adobe, yeah. It's not like they don't have the pool to actually do Midjourney 5, right? Like, I yeah. mean, a lot of people forget that, um, like, it, they at least they made it public in 2016 at Adobe Max because you know how they have the Adobe Sneaks at the end mm-hmm. of Adobe Max each year where they're kind of showing the stuff that they're working on internally there. Like, um, that was my first Adobe Max I spoke at, and I remember them showcasing their AI stuff. And this is mm-hmm. the first time anybody's really seen any type of AI stuff. And the response back they got from it was, this is too dangerous to have in public and, you know, out there in the public, especially because of the um, the climate uh, politics at that particular time, too, with, you know, yeah. Obama and people being able just to take Obama's voice and make him say something that 
he totally didn't say. I mean, people are already yeah. falling for blog sites that, mm-hmm. you know, they're obviously fake, but like, right. people are still falling for it. Like, oh, did you see what blah, blah, blah did? And it's like, <laughs> you know, so yeah. if they're falling for the fake stuff that looks obviously are fake. Are you telling me that Obama and Biden and Trump aren't playing Fortnite together? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's what Adobe was. They were yeah. trying to avoid that, right? So they kind of like got quiet about the AI initiatives. I think mm-hmm. just because they got such negative feedback from it. And now, I think with all these other companies <laughs> opening the floodgate, now Adobe's like, well, you know, it is what it is at all this right. point. Like everybody yeah. else is doing it. So conspiracy yeah. theory hat. Adobe created Midjourney to test the waters on <laughs> AI, so that then yeah. they could figure out the correct way to do it yeah, i think they would have integrated <laughs> it by now but yeah, yeah yeah mark says has anyone seen the lore page on campmograph.com <laughs> yeah we were showing it earlier yeah yeah <clears throat> AI. Um, the pope and the puppy man. jacket ai yeah that one is so good <laughs> have you have you guys seen that picture the, the pope in the puffy jacket yeah it was it was a picture that someone made on uh, uh on mid journey or something like that uh and it it totally got like it was being posted everywhere. Got and people were oh. thinking it was real. Oh, real! But see, you could have just done that with Photoshop, you know? Yeah, that's... you could. You absolutely could. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's funny. Oh, it's so good. Love it's it. Styling right there. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, but I felt like Adobe. They're they're taking their steps because they are such a massive corporation. They're yeah. just trying to cross their eyes and or cross their T's and dot their eyes before they really dive head first into making it public but i mean yeah. i cross yeah. my eyes <laughs> yeah that's it <laughs> <clears throat> yeah but awesome. it would be interesting this year i think um yeah. on top of adobe there's other places like you see blender adding ai to their their stuff um yeah. i saw unity they had like mm-hmm. chat gdp or i can never even say it, gpt like G- gpt yeah 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 they had some stuff in Unity, and then another company integrated into Unreal. Like, there's there's a lot of. I think AI is going to really become a a pivotal thing in like all platforms oh, yeah. out there. Yeah, know? for sure. Yep. I, I think it really just comes down to the use case because, like, for client work, you we can't really have like a consumer facing end product. But I've already integrated into writing scripts. Like, I'll write scripts for uh, like surface level script from GPT, Chat GPT. Then I'll take it, modify it to fit the client. Or, oh, I need to make a background for 3D. Like, I, I will I will make something in uh, Dolly just to get me started, and then I'll draw over it and procreate to right. create my HDRI, and then. Um, go from there and it just makes steps faster yeah Yeah, we were doing something for a cartoon show matt and i were uh a a children's television show Mm -hmm. a couple months ago and in part of that we needed some images we needed cartoon versions of presidential you know of presidents cartoon and it was so easy to just say cartoon version of this president you know yeah Otherwise, you'd have to try and find a yeah. stock image or license yep. or whatever and figure that out. Mm-hmm. And that was mm-hmm. nice and quick. And it fit the style we were looking for. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been really fun. I, I, I want to say, like, half of the projects that I have wor- I've worked with, um, half the companies or half the projects that I've done over the past, like, six months, people have been using MidJourney as their inspiration. And then oh, yeah, I have yeah. had, to, had to go in and recreate this stuff in 3d you know so right. that we can animate it 
Mm-hmm. That's what's been happening with me too. Like a mm-hmm. couple of jobs, they come and like, here's our mood board, and I'm like, oh, that's all mid. That's just mid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. <clears throat> but interesting story. enough, what Jags was just saying about how he's using it to write some of his scripts. There's mm-hmm. about to be a strike out here with the Screenwriters Guild because of that particular thing. Like, so like what TV shows are doing now, or showrunners or whatever, or they go into the chat, they'll have it write up a. Um, uh, not a full script. I forget what it's called. Like the prescript. Um, yeah, like a, a treatment. A, yeah, so they'll yeah. Have, yeah. They'll they'll come they'll come up with their show idea. They'll have the chat write up a treatment for it, and then they'll go over to the actual writers and say like, "Hey, this is seventy percent here. We need you guys to go in and polish it up." Where right. a big chunk of what you're earning is actually coming up with the show ideas, and you know you write the treatment yourself, and then you do polish. And so they're eliminating like the whole first half of what the writer does and so they're making like a third of the money because right. they're just coming in and polishing up what the ai is generated and so that's why the um the writers are about to go on strike here because they want to make sure that they're you know they're not trying to eliminate ai but they're like we want to be we want to make sure that we're compensated for the work mm-hmm. that we're doing and mm-hmm. yeah i can see that well, it's going to be you coming. saw that south park like wrote a whole oh, yeah. episode using chat gpt yeah, yeah. And then yeah. Trey Parker went in and like adjusted it a bit, you know. But yeah, it was written by Trey Parker and Chat GPT. Well, the yeah, camp which, video with the funny. astronaut I just did that with, you know. Right? I had to come up with these scripts and then I I changed a couple things and when I was done, I gave the script back to GPT. So it knows what I ended up doing for the next round of scripts so it doesn't repeat anything the only thing about that strike though is like you remember oh six seven eight whenever the writer's strike yeah happened they originally. killed off a lot of really great tv shows it did yeah. but like if here here's the hard part about this if you are a writer and you're mad that ai is taking your job is it the best idea to not do your job <laughs> you know what i'm saying like yeah careful yeah because they'll be like, oh, cool. Well, we'll just write everything. We'll just get somebody to clean it up. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to get a scab to do it. And then once the strike is over, then that person that came to polish it up probably won't work anymore, right? I mean, can't you just, yeah. like, go to a state that doesn't have union laws and get them to write it? Technically, yeah. Because, I mean, the stuff is spreading around so much, too. Like, it's not only Southern California. Like, you have... A lot of studios moved to Atlanta as well. I'm not sure mm-hmm. what their laws are down there, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, the stuff is going to get tough. I think um, people just want to make sure they're being fairly compensated as technology is moving forward. You mm-hmm. know, for sure. But in as that is is happening, I think it's important to still get ready to adapt to what's mm-hmm. coming. I think it's very right. important. Because just need I that UBI, like, baby. Well, UBI. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's what I'm waiting part for. The Jetsons. I mean, it's, there's going to, I mean, it's like with anything, there's going to be whole jobs that are just eliminated as part of the process, right? Like, I mean, even with the the rotoscoping stuff that um, Spielberg invested in, I forget what that program was called. Like, mm-hmm. they're literally just, like, able to roto full people out and replace it and stuff like that. Like, a lot of NDS economy kind of blew up. Like their middle, they be they had a middle class because of getting all those roto, um, roto I can't even talk rotoscoping <laughs> jobs and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. now you're literally able to take that away. So how's that going to affect other countries that kind of 
right. did all this work that other people yeah. didn't want to do. You know, like South yeah. Korea, same thing. They were doing a lot of stuff with um, animation studios, you know, like cartoons and stuff. And now mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff is being kind of pulled away. So it's going to definitely affect yeah. um, whole economies and stuff. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I have to get going here pretty soon. Uh, yes. This is a really good conversation, though. It is a good conversation. Uh, I think we should. I think we should do a. Uh, I think we should do like a nighttime, you know, like a Thursday AI night, discussion. late night AI, AI night special. Yeah. yeah, late night special. I mean, we could do it at a regular time too. Or we could do. It oh, exactly. I mean, right. might as well. Yeah, we're <laughs> keeping our show schedule a little loose coming up on this tour because we don't yeah. have our dates and stuff yet. So um, I'm going to reach out to Chris Schmidt. And see if he's available for next Monday, because I think we're going to have some other things to talk about as well. And, um, yeah, um, I'm going to I'm going to wrap us up here. But then, we're, like I was talking about earlier, we're going to play the Camp MoGraph video at the end. So, uh, you know, Jags and Winbush, if you want to stick around, it's only three minutes yeah. long. We can chat at the Windbush, end. Are if- you going to NAB? Um, that's to be determined. but if if y'all you know if y'all have something to do feel free to to hop off after we after we start playing this video but Mm -hmm. um we really appreciate y'all uh hopping on today kind of last minute notice especially you Winbush, hopping on after the hike we appreciate you coming (laughs) yeah sorry i mean i've been trying to stay no it's all good we're happy you're able to join us like i tell my clients like i don't don't contact me in the morning because like I'm awesome, trying though. to stay into a that strict regimen where great. I take care of myself first before anything. That. You know, yeah. so, I love that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm jealous. Yeah, I mean, you know, these days it's like you can push your work to any time of the day. Why does it matter? Yeah, you know, yeah. And I've I've been some know. mornings I'll with with younger kids, you know, especially in school and stuff like that. Especially younger younger kids who can't really fend for themselves. You know, that gets hard. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's helpful because, you know, if you are working weird schedule, you can maybe more easily pick up your kids from school and, yeah. you know, maybe pick up your kids from school and then go to work or, you know, whatever yeah. it is. There's some mornings I've actually been able to just kind of chill a little bit longer than usual because I know I'm going to be working the rest of the day anyway. So, yeah, you know, get a little hour in in the morning and just kind of. I'm going to take a mental health day on Friday. I've been working too much, hmm. you know. Feel like I'm yeah, to take a I would definitely, before we sign off, I would say um, for everybody out there, definitely just take your health into account, especially as we're getting older. Like the whole reason I went on the fitness journey is because I had friends have strokes, heart attacks, like all type of issues that you shouldn't have in your 30s. And it's just because of the well pandemic for one. Right. Yeah. And stress from the industry. Yeah. Like I had a friend. He was working. This is pre pandemic. He's working on Space Jam, too. And um he was just getting so stressed out with the schedule and being overworked and everything. He ended up having a stroke and now he can't work at all, you know, and it's just yeah. like, stuff like that shouldn't be happening to us so young. So, I mean, yeah, our job is stressful, but you know, if you take at least 30 minutes a day, just go walk or yep. do something, you know, just to try to, to um, take care of yourself a little bit, I think it's really important. So, yeah, yeah, Tony Capolillo had some issues like that. And Winbush, before you came on, I was saying my dad is – that's where I'm headed after the show. My dad had open-heart surgery for yeah, you know, wow. five blockages in his heart, actually. And 
uh it just makes me want to do that even more i mean i'm already running three days a week yeah but dave like, you're in great shape you you well, have i am i am so jealous of your dedication you know, the thing is sometimes even despite doing the work you know i mean my cholesterol is still high you know there's some things that's genetics and you know uh, with my dad it, here's the problem is that when you have something like this happen you you tend to get depressed and stress yeah. eat and not work yeah. and julie and i were talking yesterday like this is when you need to go run more it's yeah. like yeah. i'm already running but now i really feel the need to keep it up yeah. because i see genetically what has happened in my family and i'm like i gotta keep going i gotta yeah. keep going and maybe in 20 years we'll have some age reversing drugs and just got to keep it up that long you know It'll yeah. cost ten yeah. million dollars for yeah. that, right. but, but you know, I would even. Yeah. I was going to say, even for you, Matt, like just go walk for twenty minutes. Like they say, like even getting like seven thousand steps in a day, that will extend your lifespan like twenty, thirty percent at the yeah. end. There, like just I, get up and move mm, around. You don't have my to biggest problem is anything, I don't but, like I don't yeah. like I don't like walking outside, especially during the Texas heat. You know, yeah. Yeah. like there is. It's either way too cold or way too hot in Texas. Mm, right. You know, you know right it, now it's perfect, perfect weather. You know, and so like only walking for like or running for like three weeks out of the year. <laughs> there's, like, well, um, I gotta get some, I gotta get some home gym equipment. I was gonna say there's really cheap, um, not like treadmills, like they don't incline or anything, but they're mm -hmm. just like walking. You might be able to get um a couple adjustable speeds, but if you go on like Amazon and just like look for under the desk walkers. Yeah. You get something for like a hundred bucks and maybe just walk on that for like 10 yeah. minutes at a time or something like yeah. that. Like there's some really cheap options out there. And plan yeah. your, you know, if you plan your shower around it, that's <laughs> the thing for me. I do it at, at you know, around five or six o'clock. Then yeah. just I plan to go, you know, directly to the shower. And that way you won't feel gross the rest of the day or yeah. something. But, um, you know, for me, it I was... Julie had an injury. We stopped running. Stuff happened with my dad. We did. We went like a week, and then we ran yesterday a little bit to get back in the groove. And like, the the serotonin comes back. The mm -hmm. you know you're like, oh, I forgot how great I felt when I was doing this, and that's the thing. Yeah, you know, keep it up. I recommend yes. grippers from yeah. uh, from Grip yeah. Genie. This is a hundred pound one, and I just keep it by my desk. So. Yeah. Obviously, do walks. Uh, unfortunately, for the medical industry, uh, a measurement for all cause all cause mortality is grip strength, and it's I'm kind of breaking the rules if I'm actually deliberately training grip strength. But right. I think this is a, a good thing to to work on because us as artists, we're not actually like picking up anything or doing anything with our hands. <laughs> what are you talking so. about? You're not like grabbing your mouse. <laughs> yeah, I, I've broken four of these already. <laughs> So yeah, no. see, I've gone through a few Wacom pins. They're all kind of mangled at this point. <laughs> Start bending them a little bit. Yeah, That's yeah. Funny. But also, VR is cool. You know, throw some VR on and play some Beat yeah. Saber. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know what? That's not a bad idea. I should start doing saber. some more, some more Beat Saber. Get the know? Lizzo pack. It's great. Get the Lizzo and the BTS okay. pack. Okay. Yeah, both very good. I can really get you going. Cool. Uh, Y'all don't feel. Uh, obligated to stay around if you got something to do. We're going to play this video here at the end. Um, but uh, you can rate us on iTunes, leave a review, help get our ratings up, and uh, subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. Say you've been there, done that, got the t shirt with the MoGraph logo T, the Paul Bab, Feel the Bab 2020 shirt. All the profits from that go to Doctors Without Borders, the Render Things t shirt, hoodie, and long sleeve T, MoGraph blandishment shirt, and the That Render is Fire shirt. 
which you're only allowed to wear ironically. Unless you're shams. Unless you're shams. Remember on YouTube, MoGraph.com. Uh, make sure you check out MoGraph TV. Turn it on, rip the knob off, and uh, watch some MoGraph 24-7. I don't know what's coming up next, so but I'm new, sure it's great. The new tour. The new make tour. Sure watch, li- li- listen out for that. Go to dat.com. Go to dat.com. Coming, coming soon. All the tickets, all the events. Uh, mm-hmm. Once our site is... Uh, not on its freeze anymore. We'll try and get a little uh, maybe events thing up so people can start yeah. planning. And uh, yeah, check there for the show schedule and all that uh, moving forward. But uh, we appreciate y'all being on. Uh, Jags, yep. if people want to find you on the interwebs, where do they go? John Jagsney at John Jagsney everywhere. There you go. John spelled J O N, not J O H N. Drop the H. Yeah. And Winbush. Yes, Jonathan Wimbush at everything, um, more YouTube, more than anything, because on Instagram and Twitter, I'm pretty much just posting workouts these days. So. <laughs> nice. I've been I actually lost like a thousand followers on Instagram. On, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, get the ums like, are you a graphics artist or a fitness instructor? I'm like, yeah, you know, it is what it is. But I it's saw Jack flexing, days. so yeah, I show yeah, off. All That's the right. Twenty inch flex. right there. I can flex the my calves. Rock. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got going for me is my calves. Yeah. Yeah. I actually got to do more running to try to get more leg exercises in there because, yeah, my legs are kind of heavy right now. Yeah. Don't skip leg day, bro. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> but it's all heavy weight. So it's like, yeah. Spartan like Gamer turned me on to oh, yeah. incline or like the, it's like little platforms that you put your your heels on and you get the craziest quad pump like the hardest part about a home workout mm-hmm. is that you're either limited to squats or like body weight squats and depending yep. on mobility you can't really hit your quads as much yeah. Windbush, i'll send you a link i i love these things and they're pretty cheap so yeah actually yeah. i think i saw barton like he's Gosh. on tiktok doing workout stuff yeah TikTok i saw barton insane. doing it yeah yeah so i'm 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 very jealous of him Go well, you know you house to work out. Yeah. There you go. I bought some kettlebells or Amy. Can we have a MoFit episode where it's Winbush, Barton, and right. myself? <laughs> and EJ. And EJ. Yeah. MoFit. EJ would just tell you to run. Yeah. Uh, mow, mow your lawn, walk your dog, and jog. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's right. <laughs> yep. All right, y'all. Got to get out of here. Uh, appreciate y'all again. And mm-hmm. uh, we're going to watch this video here real quick before we officially go off the air. But until next time, I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. And I'm Jax. Bush. <laughs> <laughs> and Jags, did we miss you? Uh, I'm Jags. Oh, yeah. I get it twice. <laughs> there, oh, there you go. Have a good one. Later, yo. Hi, didn't see you there. Welcome to Camp MoGraph. We're super excited to have you here. On this tour, we're going to show you around a I typical Camp MoGraph. Video. This should give you the lay of the land of what you can expect at a Camp MoGraph event. When you get to the airport, you're going to get picked up in one of these bad boys. I named her Bessie. They'll take you all the way to camp, but just make sure... Uh, Very important, read your emails and sign up for your shuttle at least a couple weeks in advance. That way, we're not pulling our hair out the day before getting emails from you. You know who you are. EJ. There's a few things that you'll want to do as soon as you get to camp. 
get yourself a name tag, get yourself a wristband, so you let people know your level of comfort, and then you'll also sign in. How you doing there, buddy? I'm signing in. After you get signed in, you can drop your stuff off at your bunk. This is a Camp MoGraph bunk. Let's take a look inside. So this is what you can expect from a typical Camp MoGraph camp. It is a little rustic, and not all of them look like this. You'll always want to remember the important things when bunking in camp. You need a good sleeping bag, a pillow, and as always, don't forget to bring a towel. No internet service? That's okay. That's why you come to Camp MoGraph, to disconnect. But Matt, what do I do if I don't have my cell phone? If I've got no internet, what will I do? Camp offers a variety of things to do, one of which are hands-on workshops, where you'll get back to basics or even learn a new craft. So there's not just hands-on types of workshops that you can do, like art stuff. There's also stuff that'll help you in your everyday business life. Let's go check out some of those. In these workshops, you'll learn from industry professionals about how to level up your creative business skills. Did you know Blender was free? It's good to keep in mind that when you're at camp, you're out in nature, so there may be a few bugs. Just like this beauty right here. Each night after dinner are our nightly fireside chats. We bring in industry professionals to sit down with all of our campers and talk about the industry as a whole. This might include topics such as discovering your passion or how to be a better artist. The Fireside Chat is an open forum style conversation that brings everyone together at camp. At Camp MoGraph, there are no egos, just amazing conversations on a level playing field. From the daily hands-on workshops to the nightly fireside chats, our campers will leave camp recharged, refreshed, and inspired. So Camp MoGraph is really what you make of it. You can do the activities, the workshops, or you can just relax for the whole week. I meant to do that. MoGraph.com, an online resource for motion graphic artists. Start your week with the MoGraph podcast. Industry news, interviews with your favorite artists, and terrible humor. Watch live shows and interviews from MoGraph events like NAB, SIGGRAPH, HalfRes, and local meetups. <laughs> Our MoGraph talks feature live demos and motivation from artists all around the world. Sometimes you got to make stuff that you're not going to put on your reel, and I'm not here to judge. What if Rick and Morty show up for the countdown at midnight? That's where I peaked in life, in my career. We gotta stop this thing, Rick! It's gonna kill us all! Hear from the people that create your software, design your render engines, and artists that are changing the face of modern motion graphics. We get that render done. 
Yeah, you better frame frame what? MoGraph tutorials and online classes will teach you about Cinema 4D, After Effects, as well as other popular software and render engines. Throw in HDR Studio, take the render settings, pick the HDR, put a reflection, and gorgeous. Branch into new software. Learn time-saving tips, techniques, workflows, and lessons that'll keep you up to date in the world of motion design. Oh, brother, those are some of my favorite elves. I love projects that scare me. When our art director comes to us and asks for something that I had never done before, man, it gets me pumped. Join the conversation in our live sessions. Check out our plugins or join the hundreds of daily active users in our Slack channel for technical help, advice, contests, or just to joke around. Real nice banana. Ah, that's so funny. All right. I'm going to live forever. <laughs> Subscribe today and get the latest updates on our YouTube and other social media channels. Take all your dreams and just do it! We don't care how you get here, folks. Just get here. Subscribe to MoGraph.com.